0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of "Is All Geek To Me, a podcast where we discuss anything and everything
1: geek-related. I am your co-host, Trey. That must mean I'm Tim. And today, like we talked about last week, we are going to be jumping into one of my favorite Star Wars games of most recent release. And that is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And you never know, we might sprinkle in some other Star Wars news. Because you know, it's all geek to me.
0: If it's a comic book or a comic
1: movie, it's all geek to me. If it's some sort of game or a show on TV, it's all geek to me. All right, Trey. It is Star Wars time. Star Wars. It's, yeah, like it's Star Wars time because Mandalorian season three is coming out currently. Star Wars celebration is happening right now. And we are getting all the Star Wars news and updates and craziness going on. It's been fun. It has been. Um. I will also say we have not gotten
0: as big as news as we have had in previous Star Wars celebrations. But I I think this is pretty big news. Like there's big news, but there's not a lot of news. And I'm okay with that. Because last Star Wars celebration, I think we all remember a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, a lot of things were announced that are no longer happening. They got a little ahead of themselves, and I think they're they found their footing this year, where it's like we're going to announce what we can and what's already in development before
1: overreaching, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I don't know i i see I see what you're saying. I think we're getting a lot of really big news. Um, and yeah, I'm enjoying because we got like a lot of really good movies coming out now. And I'm happy that there, like, we actually get some movies on the horizon now. Like the last couple celebrations, we've only had like a TV show and Disney Plus shows announced. So I'm really excited that we're actually getting some movies that are going to be. <coughs> so sorry. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really excited that we're actually getting some some movies um, coming out, which is going to be really cool. And Dave is getting his own movie which is going to tie in and end the Mandoverse, which is so cool. Um, there's a couple other movies that were announced. It's going to be good. It's oh, yeah, be good.
0: And if you aren't following our Twitter, uh, go check us out. Follow. Uh, it's all geek to me podcast. Um, we are on there and I've been trying to be more active on there, especially with Star Wars celebration. I've been retweeting things, talking about my opinions on some of Ooh, the things coming yeah. out. And I, tim i haven't talked to you directly about some of these things yet so right now as he said we are in the middle of star wars celebration as we're recording so there are some things that are going to be announced in the next couple days most likely that we're not going to touch on right now unless we can because see we don't the know it
1: yet you can't see into the future no i've tried wow. get get to my level dude <laughs> i don't want to spoil anything and like break the space-time continuum so i'm not going to say anything um and, you know, like Butterfly Effect, Back to the Future Effect, Martin McFly Syndrome, all that. So, I'm I'm not going to say anything, but I know everything that's going to be announced. Speaking be of time travel, there's a prevailing theory about Ahsoka right now. And we'll get to that soon. I know where this is coming from. From Legends. But it's hard because it's... Well, it's also coming from Rebels. Yeah. um, And it's hard because I don't want to spoil Rebels for you because you still haven't seen Rebels yet. I have not, and... I don't know if I can call myself a Star Wars fan if I haven't seen Rebels yet.
0: I'm getting ah, there. That's okay. I promise I'm getting there. There's
1: a lot of Star Wars content. There it's, is. It's hard to keep up at times. Life gets really busy. Um. So, grace. <laughs> so, the question I have for you, Tim,
0: is yesterday, as the time of this recording, we got three huge announcements when it comes to movies. Yes. So, we had... Um, a brand new director of Star Wars. Um, he is coming directly off of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And uh-huh. he is doing the beginning, the which dawn. We also,
1: we also got a trailer for that, too. We did, which was really <laughs> interesting.
0: I know it's Lucasfilm, but like for yeah. Star Wars Celebration, it was interesting that we got a trailer.
1: I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I'm really excited for that movie. I am, too. It's going to be his official last one. So, Oh, good. Yeah.
0: And this... The first movie from the director of Indiana Jones, he is doing the Dawn of the Jedi. So specifically looking at 25,000 years before the prequels and when the Force was created. Like this entity.
1: That's interesting because I always viewed the Force as not like something that wasn't created. Exactly. Like almost like a deity, like it was always around. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to see more on it before i like make more comments of like if i don't like that or not or i like that but just even like the way like clone wars and everything is set up like it's just it seemed different than that especially like with like in the clone Wars, like the wills and all of that like so it seemed yeah it didn't seem like that to me it's gonna be really
0: interesting too because dawn of the jedi was a comic book in legend Oh, cool. And so it was set twenty six thousand years before New Hope. So it kind of still around the same timeline. So I don't know if they're going to really take points from it or if they're creating something
1: new. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um I think but I didn't before we I didn't know I thought it was I thought it was just gonna be like how the Jedi started. Not necessarily how the force started. So that makes me a little more nervous, if I'm being honest. But I love Star Wars, and so I'm excited for new Star Wars movie content. So, Same.
0: I think we can finally get some good movies. Um, but before we get into each one individually, we have that one coming out. We were also given... I'm calling it... It's not called this. I'm calling it Star Wars 10. We're getting the New Jedi Order. With Ray, Palpatine, Ray Skywalker, whatever you want to call
1: Skywalker, her,
0: creating the the Order fifteen years after the events of Rise of Skywalker, so we have that one coming out, and then the last one we have Dave Filoni, like you were saying, combining everything that they've been creating with John Favreau, Mandalorian, Book of Boba, Ahsoka, the I think Rangers of the New Republic were supposed to come
1: out, but I think that might still be integrated. Uh, no, I, was, I think I think that project got officially scrapped. Gotcha. Um, with what's her face, um, I forget the actress name. Gina Carano. Yeah, yeah, Gina Carraro, mm-hmm. um, When she got scrapped too. <laughs> yeah,
0: but like all of these movies that, or all these TV shows that Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau have been creating in between the time of Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens is going to culminate into one movie one crossover movie which is really exciting especially since really cool. we got the announcement today on who the villain and who's playing the villain and that is general thrawn and we're getting grand admiral grand admiral thrawn,
1: admiral thrawn. <laughs> and we that are man is a awesome villain i am so excited we are
0: also getting him in ahsoka
1: yep which is which We've known for, since they've announced Ahsoka, they've heavily hinted, if not confirmed already, that the Grand Admiral was going to be the villain.
0: And I think the biggest of all the news today is that Lars Mikkelsen is coming back to reprise his role as Grand Admiral Thrawn.
1: Which is so good, because what made Thrawn amazing, because it was animated in Rebels, and so like it wasn't as much the body language or anything because we've talked about the importance of body language the characters and how, like, some actors really embody, embody like, Sam the Whitworth. body language side. Sam Witwer. Yeah. And so, but, like, it was animated, so you can't really do that. What made Thrawn so scary and so amazing in Rebels was his voice. He was just such a calm, calculated villain the entire time. Like, the entire time in Rebels, he was just so like meticulous and calculating and his voice just brought that like tingle down your spine you know and i'm so excited he's coming back for it because his voice was just amazing
0: now before we get into jedi fallen order which is going to be the primary thing on this episode let's just give our initial thoughts and our kind of what we think if we're going to enjoy it or not on these three movies Um, And we will come back to Star Wars Celebration in another episode, most likely, once everything's announced and we can talk about our excitement for the future of Star Wars. But for right now, you've already talked to me about Dawn of the the Jedi. Kind of hesitant on it still. I want to know more about it. What are your thoughts on the Mandalorian universe
1: tie-in and the new Jedi Order? Um, I'm really excited for the Mandalorian tie-in um i'm happy that disney isn't doing sorry i'm happy that like star wars and disney plus isn't doing what i think a lot of shows fall into and i think a lot all the like all the streaming shows are getting better at now which is let's continue this while we have fans let's just keep going forever let's see how long we can take this show going right and i feel like that's a problem because people love a conclusion people love a conclusion they love re-watching shows So I'm happy that they are they planned an ending for all of these things and it's coming together and ending together. Um, And so I think Ahsoka is going to be extremely important for it, especially because Thrawn's going to be reintroduced in that show um, and going to be the main villain in that show. And then it's going to be like brought into the movie. And so so I think Ahsoka is going to be the the precursor to the movie. Um, and so I'm very excited to see what they do and how they integrate it all, and they've done a really good job. Now it makes sense that they're doing what they're doing. Now it makes sense of how they've constructed Mandalorian, and they've made, like introduced everyone in Mandalorian and tied everything into Mandalorian, yeah. so now it's going to be a smooth comeback. Um, so that's going to be really cool. I'm really excited for that. I've gotten to the point where anything Dave Filoni does is gonna be amazing. Oh, absolutely. Because he's he is that good. Um, when it comes to Star Wars. And I love how him and John Favreau are just massive Star Wars fans. They're geeks. Like I yeah. love inter- yeah, they're geeks. And I love like interviews with them where they're like sitting and they'll like ask a, a a like a stupid minute Star Wars question to everyone else but a Star Wars fan and they will sit there in the interview for five minutes debating it. And talking about it. And then they'll be like, yeah, this is what we do when we're planning out our shows. Like, we just sit here and debate and talk Star Wars. And I'm like, I love that. Like, that's who you need to be in charge of Star Wars. Like, yeah. guys and people that are just fans of the products. And so, I I know it's going to be amazing. I know it's going to be great. Um, Switching over to New Jedi Order, I think this is one that's going to be controversial i'm not gonna give not not my opinion first but i think this one's gonna be hard for them to to make because of the controversies within the fandom for the sequel trilogy and so a lot of because you have those you have the people that are like it's star wars content i love it like i enjoyed it and then you have the people that are like it wasn't good enough like, it was all over the place. I didn't like it. I didn't like aspects of it. Like, it was stupid. And then you have the people that just straight out hate it. Like, just with a fiery passion, hate it. And so... And then you have all the people that, like, love and di- or dislike Rey as a character. And so they're basing this new movie, maybe a new trilogy, I don't know, off of Rey. And so it's going to be a hard sell to some of the fans.
0: Yeah. And for those who have looked at my uh, at the twitter i was the one who retweeted and said do we even really need this um as you can see my opinion on this movie i i don't think ray was very fleshed out in the original sequel trilogy and she wasn't someone i was very motivated to follow along with um however I can see them doing these movies. If they are going to do more than just one as a way to help that as a way to basically say, okay, we are going to develop this character. We are going to show you more in order to help flesh the character out. That can work. Unfortunately, in order for it to work for me, you really have to have a solid story. One that doesn't crap on Luke Skywalker because by her creating the new Jedi order, it's almost as if you're saying that Luke Skywalker couldn't
1: see. I don't see that at all. I know I talked a little bit about this yesterday, but I don't see that at all. Like that's not how I view it. And I know some people
0: do because I have been seeing a lot of talk and trending things on this topic. I don't. I think if they do it well, it won't go that way. But above all else, they need need absolutely need to bring John Bodeo, John Bodega back as Finn. Because they did not do him well in the trilogy. And I think this would be the perfect opportunity to make him a Jedi because he was Force-sensitive. And to bring him back as one of the New Order. Was
1: that confirmed that he was Force-sensitive? I didn't think they actually confirmed it.
0: Um, the director, J.J. Abrams, uh, said that the one thing he kept trying to say to Ray throughout the whole movie was that he was Force-sensitive.
1: Okay. I knew that. Like That's what everyone like thought. And that's what it seemed like. But... I don't know if they ever actually confirmed confirmed it. I also haven't read the um, book yet
0: because there's also a novelization for every movie. And I've been trying to read through mm-hmm. them because the books are so much better than the movies. Like the movies are great, but the books give you so many tiny details that you're like, oh, this is really cool. And it's all canon. Mm-hmm. Um, Things that you don't necessarily need, but things that are really interesting. And I think in Rise of Skywalker, I could be mistaken, but I think they outright say he's force sensitive.
1: Oh nice. So um yeah, I disagree with you um with this one. Um which I love cuz I love fun conversations where people just Oh yeah. Um I like the I meaning. don't think this craps. Yeah, I don't think this craps on Luke at all. Um I think this cuz I think the way I watched uh the last Jedi episode 8 was he purposely he purposely stopped cuz he was successful in making a new Jedi temple. Like, he had apprentices, he had students, he had all that. And then once he saw Kylo Ren or Ben Solo, like, saw the darkness in him, he got scared and purposely left. And so, it wasn't a failure on his part. He purposely abandoned the project. And so, which is, I think it's cool. Like, everyone hates on that because they're like, oh, Luke was perfect. Luke was amazing. And I agree. I love Luke Skywalker. One of my favorite Jedi. Amazing character. Amazing character awesome guy like i love luke skywalker but i think it's cool to show that even the our heroes even someone as amazing as luke skywalker wasn't perfect and made mistakes yeah leaving the jedi temple then and seeing the darkness and being scared of that darkness was a mistake on his part and putting himself in exile was a mistake because he led the way to not only allow the new order to rise into power but kylo to become that new sith you know in in the ranks of the the new order and so i think it's kind of cool that it showed that mistake on his part and i think him helping ray in the end of eight and fighting kylo quote-unquote fighting kylo um, was a way of reconciling that and admitting his mistake and failure and coming back to the jedi and even though the jedi had hubris like he talked about saying that they're still important and now passing the baton to Rey now she's the she's the last jedi and she's the one to start the new jedi order um so that's how i viewed 8 and as well as 9 and like going into that and even like the moments where luke was in 9 him encouraging her and telling her like hey it's your time now like you are the new leader of the Jedi. Um I I liked her character in the in the sequel trilogy, but I am excited for them to flesh it out more. Yeah. But I did enjoy her character. I liked her character a lot. Um I know there's a lot of parallels and was the sequel trilogy perfect? No. But it's Star Wars and I love it and I I pe- we, people right now are always talking about the, the like like the people that don't like Rey and don't like the sequels are the people that are like looking into what we could have gotten and like what George Lucas's plan was for a seven, eight, nine. Oh, and yeah. Things like that. And I'm like, guys, like I love doing things like that. Cause I like, like to see things like that. And it's, I'm curious, but we didn't get that. We're not going to get that. Like, that's not going to happen. So it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. like we have what we have. Enjoy it or not. Like, and that's fine. You don't have to enjoy the sequels. But I'm excited. Like I'm excited because this is a great opportunity for for Star Wars to redeem Rey in the eyes of the fans that don't like her. And And, so I like Daisy Ridley. I think she did a great job in her character. And was it a perfect character? No. But I really enjoyed Rey as a character. And I'm excited to see where they take her. Because I didn't think we were going to get a movie like this. I thought Rey was done. Because they pretty much hinted at Rey's story being done here but I'm happy they're, they're continuing it.
0: It'll be interesting to see where it goes and I'm excited for it too. And I am, I've am i always been under the, the franchise impression. I think we talked about this when we did the episode about the fandom and the toxic fandom of Star Wars. Um, Star Wars has a very harsh fan base. They will either yeah. love it or hate it. And I've always been on the side of why not both? There are things that I love about Star Wars. I love the universe. I love the characters. I love the stories. But do I love every single one? Absolutely not. There's something unique about Star Wars where we have hundreds of different authors and artists and people creating things in this universe. You're never going to like every single one. But it's a unique thing about the franchise and that's what I love about it. So I have this love-hate it's yeah, I don't care for the sequels as much as I do for all the other eras, but that's okay. But it's still canon. It's still, this is the story. This is the story. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, and I, I think once people think get past that, that's when they start loving the characters more and wanting to know more about the universe.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I saw a funny video, and I think this is actually a great ending point for uh, Celebration News, because... I'm ready to jump into fall oh in order yeah absolutely anymore. um but la- or my last thing is I saw a video and it was this guy's like if there's ever a problem you have with Star Wars, there's a very easy solution that people have you know the creators of Star Wars have come up with, which is just more Star Wars if there's ever a <laughs> a like a a hole like a plot hole or you're like, how does that make sense just wait there will be more Star Wars and that will fix that. And he like gave some examples and I was like, "Dang, that's true." Like there are plot holes in certain things and they came out with more Star Wars. It was like, "Oh, what it was was like um a so in season 7 of Clone Wars, Ahsoka like takes out all these clones that are attacking her. And like, how did she do that? Like, yeah, she's a Jedi, but like how does she do that?" And then in Tales of the Jedi, there's a scene where they're training with the clones and they're all attacking her. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, that's how she did that. She was training to do that. And so it was like little things like more Star Wars fixes everything. Exactly. So, I love the ever, ever problem Star Wars with universe. More Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah,
0: let's jump over to Fallen Order uh, because that is the main purpose of this episode. We want to talk about it before the new one comes out this month. And yeah. For those who don't know, Jedi Fallen Order is a uh, third-person, single-player, narrative-driven video game. And it follows around a character known as Cal Kestis, who was a Padawan during Order 66. His <sighs> master, or and I'll say spoilers, because I don't know if we're gonna hit any true spoilers in the game, but we might. Uh Cal's <laughs> probably will. Cal's master does pass away. And he's left on his own. And so you start with him basically in hiding and then realizing his destiny. So that's the main
1: gist of the game. Yeah. It takes it starts to take it takes place 5 years after the end of the Clone Wars. So it's in between uh Episode 3 and New Hope. 14 um, years before the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. Yavin 4. Yep. Um and so it's super interesting. Yeah, it's uh, like what are your initial overall thoughts with the game? Like, I don't really want to do a a scope point by point through the game because that's boring for people to listen to. So we may get into specific specific points in the game that we enjoy, but we're just going to give our thoughts. So what's your initial thoughts of the game? Like, when you first started playing the game, what were your thoughts, like, first playthrough? So Star Wars has always been a really cool thing since I've gotten into it. However, there were
0: a few years in undergrad where... I stopped all things Star Wars. Force Awakens came out and I actually wasn't that excited for it. This was around that time. So this game came out in twenty nineteen. So like my senior year of college, both of ours. It
1: actually came out after we graduated. Yes.
0: And so I didn't touch it. I was like, eh, it's Star Wars. It's probably not good because most Star Wars games wasn't good. Like There wasn't a good narrative Star Wars game. How
1: dare you say that? I know. Blasphemy.
0: We just had that that episode. (laughs) But I played it maybe four years later. Not four. Two to three? Two to three? I think two. And immediately it captivated me. I was like, why did I not play this? And I absolutely loved... I can't say everything about it. There are flaws in this game, but I love the plot. I love the characters and I loved what it did to the overall universe where it's like, Hey, this universe is ever expanding even in the small area yeah. of the timeline.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, I had a very different uh, initial play of the game um me and my friends were super excited for it because you know star wars and so we had a very different like we were all in star wars like i've always been all in star wars and so unlike you i wasn't taking a break and so day this game came out i hopped on started playing was like oh this is really interesting like intriguing story this is great but i went into it the mindset of a uh, this is gonna be like every other Star Wars narrative game that I've ever played, which is you can very easily kill every stormtrooper or every bad guy yeah, or villain. That's not w- this. With ease, which is not this game. Um and so I went through, started playing, and then you like you start off on the game and you're on like a shipping yard. Um and you're, like, jumping around the shipping yard, and you start fighting. And then I realized, oh, this is, like, difficult. And so I started, like, seeing how difficult it is. And I was like, crap, like, this is a little difficult. But I got through it, got off the, you know, encountered the nine, the second sister and got off the planet. And then the game opens up. And they're like, all right, you get to pick where you want to go. Do you want to go to ZephO or do you want to go to Dathomir? And you got to pick. And I didn't know that Dathomir is like a late game planet that you shouldn't go to right away, even though they open it up to you. So me being the big Star Wars nerd that I am, knowing that like the Night Sisters and there's a lot of history on Dathomir, that's cool. I was like, I want to go to Dathomir. Let's do this. And so I go to Dathomir. And I hated my life <laughs> so much because Dathomir sucked. It was so hard because you're fighting Night Sisters, you're fighting these weird creatures, and then you get to the point where you're like, "I don't know what to." Like, you can't progress any further on Dathomir. No, because you, have you don't have know so how many to, abilities you have to be able to double jump. Yeah, which you don't get, and so I completed everything on Dathomir, and I was super confused. And I also hated myself because of how hard it was. And I was like, what the heck? And so I actually put the game down because I was annoyed. And so I like put it down and I wanted to play some other stuff. So I was playing like Apex and other games and because I was super annoyed with it. But then like a year later, I restarted the game, didn't go to Dathomir, went to Zepho, and actually played through the game and enjoyed the story a lot and loved it. Um, And I really wanted to play it before uh, Fallen Survivor came out, but I never got the chance. So I'll have to play it eventually again and then go straight into Survivor after. But I loved it after that hiatus I took from that game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it is a difficult game. A lot of people call it like a uh, Dark Souls light because it's not Dark Souls, but it has that element to it. And Mm -hmm. I can see that I don't think it's as hard, maybe if you put it on the hardest difficulty. But yeah,
1: I mean, I think the biggest difference between like Dark Souls and this is in Dark Souls, It is Dark Souls is the definition of an open world game. Yes. You can go from day one, the moment you drop into the game, you can go anywhere you want and fight any boss you want in Dark Souls. So there are people that like go and fight the final boss right away. And it's like, oh... Well, that sucks. Um, I think that's where the big difference is. Like, this has Dark Souls esque moments of like every villain is not di- necessarily difficult, but can be a challenge and requires you to think. But that's, I think that's the main difference. It's more, it's more of a narrative than Dark Souls has. Absolutely. So. Um,
0: so, what are your thoughts then? I'll give you mine too on just the characters. So, we have the main characters would be. Cal Kestis, uh, the player character, and BD8. Yep. BD8's a character. BD8's
1: great. Yes. The little joy that you travel around with.
0: You also have Seer. You have. Um, Greaves. Greaves. And you also have Mar- Marin. 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 And I would also add the sisters in there because uh, they do this... have some character development, like Second Sister and Knight... Second
1: Sister? Uh, ninth. I'd say more so the the second sister, less the ninth. Um, I'd say I'd say really only the second sister has okay. character development. I'd say the ninth, and then the brother. I forget the which brother it is. Um, but whatever inquisitor that the brother is that you you kill on Kash- Kashik. Um. That's right. I don't remember what the brother's name is though. Neither do I.
0: Well, the ninth sister is the one you kill on the origin tree.
1: Yes, but you I think you also fight the brother as well, don't you, on,
0: in Kashyyyk? No. No? When do you kill the... Do you ever kill the brother? I don't think so. I think the only two that oh. really appear are second sister and ninth. And then supposedly this next game is going to have a whole bunch more. Potentially even the Grand Inquisitor. I'd love that. That'd be cool. But, let's just the stop here for a right? second since we're already talking about yeah. the Inquisitors. One of the best things about this game, I think, is since I never watched Rebels, I didn't know yes. the Inquisitors were a thing
1: yet. Yeah, they were uh, They were dropped in Rebels. And so,
0: I think they were actually dropped in the Darth Vader comic book first, and lead up oh, to sure. Rebels and this game, and then they expanded on it, and Oh my gosh, is that a so cool of a plot line that they added to Star Wars that yeah. I love the idea that Darth Vader had Jedi who he turned and then mm. used to kill other Jedi.
1: I think that is a phenomenal oh, yeah. plot line. I think it's awesome. Um, I also love that he like... I think he was... And again, this is just Tim speculating. I think he loved the Inquisitors but also hated the Inquisitors at the same time because I think he always feared the Inquisitors were going to take over.
0: Yes, and Darth Vader comic book does touch on that where he was kind of angry with Palpatine because Palpatine basically ordered him to take these people in and he felt as if it was a safeguard in case
1: Palpatine and thought it, Darth Vader would turn. Yeah, And I'm sure it was, 100%. Absolutely. I'm sure that's what Palpatine was thinking and he didn't care that Vader knew that. Um, yeah, the Inquisitors are awesome, and I love how they, in continue to explore that plot line even in like Kenobi. Like, yeah the Inquisitors are in there. Um, so I love that. Uh, I love it. But I think this the the characters in this game are awesome. Um, is an amazing play play like play, playable player character. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's a hard word. <laughs> and I thought it was great. Um. Even like little side characters, like I'm thinking, like Prof. Yes Um. Like is your your buddy when you're in the ship, like the junkyard on Braca in the very beginning. Heck, even spoilers. Even Yarl, the guys. Even Jarl Tapal.
0: Like he was only in flashbacks as Cal's master. Yeah. But he had such great a great character, kind of
1: personality. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. And so, like they did a great job of like characters you only saw for a minute or characters you saw a lot of fleshing them out. I do think at the same time, I think they did a great job, but at the same time, they also didn't do a great job because there's this whole like side plot going on that, um, again, spoilers where you get kidnapped by bounty hunters. Yeah. And it's because of Greaves gambling debt, which you never know of until that moment. And so I think they could have done a better way of flushing that out. At least as as far as I remember, I, you know, I'm fallible. I could be wrong. Um, And so I think they could have done a good job of flushing that out and like making like little taglines that he said like, oh, I bet you he you don't do this. I bet you five credits, you you know, like just like little gambling moments. I think that they did those little lines. It would have been a better payoff. It like later on. I agree. You know, with the gambling decks, like, oh, I see that because of all these moments he's like, Oh, I bet you five credits this or that, you know? And on the opposite side of that,
0: I'll say one of the best characters, and I say best loosely, because he's not the best in this game, but I really am enjoying what Disney is doing as Lucasfilm is doing, interconnecting a lot of these story and plot lines with this one character. Saul Guerrero is in this game.
1: Oh, Saul Guerrero is... Guerrero, yeah, sorry. He That's
0: is in Clone Wars. He is in this game. He is in, I think, in Rebels. Rebels. He is yep. in Rogue One. Like, mm-hmm. they keep adding him in, and every time they add him in, they never flesh in him out. He's Bad Batch. Yes, he is. They never flesh him out fully in any of these games. They give you little tidbits of his life throughout all of these different things and it's such a cool way to learn about a
1: character well what's even more interesting is usually when you get a character like this where they're like flushing him out in different points it's like chronological yes but we keep seeing him out of order we do like we saw him at the end of his life first in rogue one and then he came out in clone wars and it was um was clone a young man I thought Clone it Wars might have been was first. Yeah. I think Clone Wars was first. So yeah, Clone Wars was first. He was a young man. First time you see him, he's like learning how to do all these rebel things. And then his sister and then dies. And the next time we see him, yeah, then his sister dies. But then the next time you see him is Rogue One. And so he's like an old man is the end of his life. And then you see him in Rebels. And then you see him in like something else. And then you see him in Fallen Order. And then now in Bad Batch. Like it's all in different orders, which is fun. Like I think it's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Um, and then I would also say Trilla, Trilla, or the second great sister, character. second sister. You don't see her a lot. Uh, you can I call think her, her second s- sister. Yeah, sister. Um, <laughs> you don't see her often in this game. Like she maybe has screen time of ten, fifteen, thirty minutes. 30 minutes like yeah. very minimal in Probably comparison. To
1: fifteen. Yeah. Yet That's she great.
0: feels so fleshed. Because it sears mm. Padawan, so you learn about her as Boy, you like. journey, and every time you meet her, you're like, "I know parts of your life now." And then she tells you more, yeah. and so it's another one of those scattered learning of a character.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk about also a like, great reveal! Absolutely, like, I did not see that coming. When she dropped, when Trilla dropped that, she's like, "Oh yeah, Seer was my master, and she betrayed me." I was like, "What?" like oh dang and so that was such a great lore drop and reveal moment and a cool twist so i love that they did that like i thought that was great
0: now we've talked about the characters talked a little bit about the plot i do like the plot i do like the idea of you are you are a jedi who's cutting yourself off from the force so you have to relearn your abilities which by the way You start out in the new game with all of your abilities. They have announced that why would we get why would we take your abilities away that a lot of games do if you just became Mm -hmm. a Jedi at the end of the first one? So like you'll have new abilities but keeping you all the original.
1: Well, okay. I'm super excited for the new one because not only that, but like they have different saber stances in the original game and they really only had two. And we talked about this a little bit. But they only had two stances, two and a half, in the first game, and that was single blade. Double blade and at the very end you learn like a dual wielding move. Which is super cool. This game has five different stances in it, all fleshed out, all with their own skill trees. Like this game is gonna be massive in comparison. It's gonna be like it's gonna be insane. Yeah. But with it's gonna be awesome.
0: With the plot, the first one, I think the big thing that I really enjoyed was one learning your abilities as you go. In a narrative way that made sense. Yeah. The second thing was I actually really enjoyed the idea of you're looking for Cordova's box, or holocron, holocron. because mm-hmm. it had four sensitive kids in it. Love that plot line. Yeah. And then the last thing I really enjoyed was going to planets that you already knew about. Specifically, my favorite planet was Ilum. I loved going to Ilum. Because... We have yet, the only place that we've really, really seen this area and, like, the uniqueness to it, the Jedi is in Clone Wars.
1: Clone Wars. And yep. this
0: is the first time that you actually get to, like, explore it and see it, but in a post-Jedi fashion. Yeah. So, it's, like, an, destroyed. An empire.
1: Yeah. It's just so sad because Ilm was so cool. Um. Yeah, that was a great, great planet Um. to see. Yeah, super interesting. Um, I had something I was going to say, but then I was caught up in what you were saying, (laughs) and I forgot what I was going to say, and now I don't know what I was going to say. Well, let's
0: talk talk about the the boss fights in this game because the boss fights, there's a lot, and they can go from super easy to, like, I spent
1: hours trying to kill this person. Also, interesting thing, what did you think? before since we're talking about boss fights, what did you think with um, some of the boss fights with the second sister specifically being fights that you could not win? I was okay with it. I
0: like when I like when video games do that, but in a, a good way. So I think Jedi's uh, Fallen order was a good way. I know bad mm-hmm. ways. and what I mean by good way is there is a winning the fight. There is a way as your, the player to win it. You can easily die. Like if you lose all of your health, you actually die. You have to restart. That yeah. is, that's a good way of doing it. I don't like the ways of just keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting until you die. And then let's move on. I like the idea of there is that limit. I do have to mm-hmm. defeat you to a certain amount. But then the narrative takes over and you lose the fight. I think that makes more sense. Yeah. Especially me as a player. It's like, no, I don't want to lose. Most players don't want to sit there and lose. And so on my second playthrough, on my third playthrough, fourth, whatever. If I knew that all I had to do was just wait to die, I wouldn't even try. I would just sit there. Yeah. And so that's why I like the limit.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, And it's also cool for like your first time playing through it. Like you're like, oh crap! I'm fighting this Inquisitor right now. That's set up to be this crazy boss, and then you you fight them, and then you like think you're like gonna lose or whatever, and then the fight ends narratively. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like I think it was cool. Threw me now, off of some of the first ones.
0: Now I will say, this game has both. They have this way, and there mm-hmm. is a no. You just you just can't win fight. However, yeah. they do it in a way that is so cool. Because it's Darth Vader yeah. and not going to lie, this game and Rogue One are the two uh, media of Darth Vader that terrify me. Yeah. Uh, Because in this game, he appears out of nowhere and you can't win. There's no way to win it.
1: I would say even parts of Kenobi. Yeah.
0: Kenobi was terrifying. But in this one, you can't win. So you could just sit there and let him hurt you and kill you. And then you can move on to the next stage when you're running away. But you never feel like you can as a player. At least I never did. Oh, I fought
1: him. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to try to fight back. Exactly. Like, Like, you
0: as a player, it's like, no. Oh, my gosh. I'm so scared. Like, I have to fight back. Like, you wouldn't just sit there. Not with the second sister. There's been fights with her that I was like, I wish I could just sit here and just die and then move on. (laughs) Darth Vader is definitely not one. So, they they do a good way of doing those type of fights
1: both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was super interesting. Um, And then, they're not really bosses, but I'm going to say mini bosses. The bounty hunters that would randomly show up. (sighs) They annoyed me. um, Something I enjoyed, they did annoy me, but something I enjoyed is that they are random. Like, you can play through the game and they won't show up and then play it again and they'll show up at different points. Like they are all randomized and which ones show up are completely random as well. Yes. And, and some so are easier get, than others. Some are easy and some are extremely difficult. My friend was really lucky and he got like some of the most difficult ones near cliffs. And so he just like force pushed them off. <laughs> and so I was like, dude, like that's ridiculous. Like I'm so jealous of you right now. Um, I hated the ones that were, there were two of them, like the the robot and the bounty hunter. And so you're having to like dual focus. I hated that. Yes. I know exactly which one's you're playing, thinking about especially when it was in the
0: hangar. Yep. Oh, the hangar yeah. was like the smallest place and you had two people you were fighting.
1: It was awful. Yes. I just ran away every ran time.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And so it was it was I love those little like randomized fights even though they were extremely difficult.
0: There was also some really good every planet had like a a big boss, like a mini big mini boss. Those were, uh-huh. those were fun, but once you got powerful enough, they got kind of easy. Um, yeah, like I a would, creature or something, yeah. I would say my one critique with this game too, by the way, is it didn't have a lot of variety. A lot of the enemies you fought were the same enemy throughout the entire planet. So yeah, planet by planet, they changed. But when you were on it, aside from Dathomir, I think Dathomir had the most variety.
1: Yes, uh, but it was also one of the smallest planets. So it's easy to have variety. True. Um, I'm just thinking like Zeffo and... Uh, well, Zeffo is hard because you keep going back to it. You do. And, and so because you keep going back to it, you keep fighting those same villains because Zeffo, I think, is the biggest planet and because you keep spending time there. And I also think... Um, is that Braca?
0: No, Bracca is the, the original planet. planet. Yeah, uh, Bogano. Bogano is the original one. Zeffa was the uh, the planet with the stormtroopers. You're right, you're right. But both of those planets, I just didn't think had a lot of variety. I wish there was more variety in stormtroopers, but also wildlife.
1: Yeah, I can see you. Uh, Kashik. Um, I will one- say Kashik had a really good wildlife. Oh, I love Kashik. it's so yeah. fun. Um, one thing I will say this game does is it does have a lot of repeating villains, but I think it does a really good job at adding new ones throughout the game like it does it has a good pace for adding new new villains throughout it and like new enemy types um and it also does a great job of making you feel like you're actually getting stronger agreed uh, especially with the skill tree yeah and so that's really cool um but kind of circling back to what we originally were going to talk about with villains what did you think the hardest villain was oh i think we both have the same one
0: uh, we already know Dathomir is the hardest planet. So, of course, the hardest villain or the hardest boss fight had to have come from Dathomir. And it's the of final fight. It is with, um, what's his name? Taran Malkos. Malakos. Malakos, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he is a or Taran, Jedi. Uh, Tarin. He was a Jedi who survived Order 66, but then kind of went to the dark side on Dathomir and just was yeah. like a lone survivor there and corrupted the
1: planet. and
0: It was awful of a fight. I tried so
1: hard, and it took
0: me forever to actually f- defeat him.
1: Same. Like, I died so many times fighting him. It was awful. Yeah, it's a hard, hard fight. Um, But that's a fight that, like, is super hard, but is... One of those fights where when you win, it's super rewarding. It is. Because there are, like, I think in other games, there are those that's fight where you're like, this sucks. And then when you win, it's not rewarding. It's like, that just sucked. Like, I don't feel any accomplishment. That just sucked. But that was, like, that fight with Malakos was, like, a fight where I was like, okay, once I beat you, that was extremely rewarding. Like, I feel so good
0: absolutely Um, and it was immediately after this too that like or maybe it was before the fight I don't remember but it was around this time on Dathomir your lightsaber breaks broke so like narratively everything is happening all at once at this point then Mm -hmm. you have this hard boss fight it's just like the the peak of the game is at this point
1: yeah yeah because then you go to Ilum right after to get to make a new lightsaber yeah
0: but, but yeah, yeah. overall, this game is phenomenal. I go back and replay it um, every so often and every time it's rewarding. I need rewarding. to go back and replay it. Um, mostly, the gameplay leaves some to be desired. However, I keep going back to this game because of the story. It is just so good. And I love that they keep adding to this story element Everyone was hoping for Cal Kestis to be in Kenobi. Uh, didn't happen. I'm happy he wasn't. I'm happy he wasn't, but I have a feeling Obi-Wan is going to appear in his next game. Which would be cool. It would be. Um, yeah. I want to see Cal in a live action something. Like, they they made the actor resemble the player, the player character. And yeah. So it would be super easy to just put him into live action. But they keep adding more and more things. So they have a Dark Horse um, prequel comic that came out around the same time the game came out called Dark Temple. That follows the origin and the story of uh, Cordova, the master of Seer. And that's like five comics and it kind of goes into that prequel. But now we're getting Jedi Survivor, which is going to be five years later. So we're going to have a gap. So it'd be cool mm-hmm. if like we got some storytelling within the 5
1: year gap. I think they planned on it. I think if they so. have not already. And then they might have released something already, but I'm not sure. Oh, it's so close to coming
0: out. I'm so excited for it, especially with some of literally the literally in 20
1: days. Yeah. It comes out in tw- it, you now you'll know when we're recording this episode. Uh but it comes out from the moment we're recording 20 days. It's going to be so cool. so good.
0: And The reviews came out. Reviews are very well. They all say basically if you like the first game, you're going to love this game. If you didn't like the first game, there's nothing that you're going to really like about this game. But they did say that it improves on a lot. You have five different stances. Your skill Mm -hmm. tree, you have a skill tree for every stance. You start with your force abilities. You are going to be traveling world to world, basically looking for a safe haven for the Jedi. So whereas the first one was looking for the holocron this one is looking for a safe haven outside of the empire
1: which speaking of which i forgot you destroyed the holocron at the end of the game
0: you do uh in order to keep it out of anyone's hands and yeah
1: which is so cool and a twist that i was not expecting
0: same but it makes sense with cal's character because he's like i was a padawan at that time it should be a choice I don't want to be searching for these people and they give them no choice but to come with us. And he's like, yeah. I'm just going to break it. Um, We're going to get more character development with Marin, which I'm excited for because Marin was One in my like towards Marin. the
1: end of the first game. Marin's a great character. I'm and very excited for more character development.
0: I'm hoping for a lot more in- Inquisitors. I think that's going to be really fun. But more, more so than anything else, I want to know who's in the freaking... Baka tank. Is it a Baka tank? Uh, uh, Bacta. Bacta tank. I think because we're getting so much stuff from the High Republic, which if you haven't read High Republic stuff, I say this every time we talk about Star Wars, read it. It is so good. I think we're going to get a High Republic Jedi who's been
1: in a tank for generations. Which is going to be so interesting because that's the longest we've known of anyone ever being, you know, like frozen or preserved. Exactly. Now, it could be that. There's also theories that it could be Star Killer, which I think honestly fits really well because um, because of the fact that they're doing Inquisitors. And they easily could retcon Starkiller from being Vader's apprentice to him being an Inquis- Inquisitor. Exactly. So,
0: we'll see what happens. It's gonna be the only big thing that I don't know is where is Cal when he approaches us? Like, what planet is he on? Where is he at? Because that changes who it could be.
1: Yeah. if he is Or it could in be, like be someone we're not even thinking of and it could be like setting up something later. Like, it could be a complete new character.
0: It could be a brand new character, which we'll see in 20 days or probably a little bit later than 20 days as we play through the game yeah but it will be very interesting
1: i'm excited it's gonna be
0: good any characters you want to see in survivor so we have saw guerrera uh guerrera in the first one do you want to see him again do you not want to see him are there any characters within the timeline of this era that you would like to see in the game
1: um, I'm. I would be surprised if we didn't see Sogar era again. Um, I just think that's gonna that's gonna happen. Um, I, th- I think we'll also see uh, Tar Tarful again, Looked in Tarful, the Wookie, the Wookie. Yeah. yeah. Um, that'd be cool. I mean, I just I love any connecting Star Wars piece. So anything that connects full like more to the overarching universe and the overarching world is just so fun um and so i'm open to anyone as long as they do it well because that's my thing is you have to do it well like if you're gonna have someone like a little easter egg or a little nod to something you have to have it well like something i loved and a lot not not a lot of people notice this is in rogue one they make two references or more to rebels because they mention um Hera who's a main character in rebels. And then you also see the ghost, which is the main ship in rebels. And so like, it's just cool little nods like that. Like I love little things like that. And so I would love to see some, some nods and some, some cool little things like that to, uh, to other things in star Wars. So two things before we actually sign off
0: one we actually do have narrative of the time between games already. Oh, I a uh, feeling. I completely forgot about this. There's a book called Jedi Battle Scars that came out on the 7th of last month. And that is set in between the time of the first game and the second game. So, nice. I don't know if I am going to have time to actually <laughs> read that before the game. But it is out there and I'll probably read it at one point. But the other thing is something I'm super excited for that the first game I was annoyed with was customization is going to be so much better in this second game.
1: Oh, nice. You're actually, I wasn't annoyed with it, but I'm happy that they're improving on it because it was I liked it in the first game. So I'm excited to see more of it in the second. In the second one, I've seen you can actually customize your pants versus your shirt versus
0: your lightsaber hilts. And there's oh, nice. more more ability to customize. Mhm. That differs from just what outfit you have, and do you have a poncho on?
1: Always, always have a poncho on. <laughs>
0: I'm the person that never had it on.
1: Yeah, I never had it on either. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, except that's if it was raining. Take. If it was raining, I always put the poncho on. Gotta stay dry.
0: I kind of like my second playthrough. I always put the poncho on if it was in an area that was cold. So if I went to ZephO, I had a poncho. But if I went to like Dathomir, I had no poncho.
1: I kind of just let the game do it for me. Like that's something like I've always done with like story games that like you kind of cut like slightly customize the like the look of your character. I let the game like if you show up on a planet and he's wearing the poncho, I let it happen. Gotcha. And if you show up a planet and he wasn't, I let it happen. You know, like I just kind of followed whatever the character did. So. Yeah.
0: Well, that is our take on Jedi Fallen Order and some of our theories coming up for the next one. We will definitely be talking about Survivor when it does drop and when we uh, get through some of it. Maybe we'll have a sub-weekly, how is it going, like Jedi Survivor, where are we at? That would be interesting. Be cool. But until next time, please like, subscribe, subscribe check out our twitter check out our instagram we post each week and we try to stay up to date on everything geeky
1: tim take it away yeah we drop new episodes every monday uh share like rate you know rate us give a comment it helps us out with the algorithms and all that jazz so and also message us if you have a topic you want us to talk about or if you want to be on the show we're open to it we're still you know learning we're still doing some stuff so let us know how to improve. And we're excited to continue talking about geek stuff because you know it's all geek to me.